Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. On today's episode, I talk with Amanda Dahl, and she shares so many gold nuggets. One of the most important things that we talk about on this episode is all about finding your why and how it helped her and how it can help you really help you achieve your goals and be the catalyst to help you move towards where you want to go. We also talk about her experience and journey from going from cubicle to entrepreneur, and we just talk about so many cool things on this episode. So go grab yourself a cup of tea and let's dive in. Well, welcome, welcome, Amanda Da. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. My heart is so big right now. Welcome. Oh, Gina, thank you. I am so happy to be here and I've enjoyed every podcast of yours. Oh my God, I'm really excited to be on. Oh, but you have so much knowledge and you're such a ray of light and I can't wait for everybody, all of our listeners to get to know you and your story. You're going to inspire so many people. So thank you for being here. Now I can sit here and sing your praises till the cows (laughs) come home, but can you just take a moment and introduce yourself and tell our listeners who you are? Sure. Yeah. Uh, My name is Amanda Dot, and I am the owner of the Natural Emporium in Churchill Square. And we are three years old now, just signed another three years. And we're really happy to be there in the square in a growing retail community. And what else? And our store is all about a little bit of metaphysical magic and kindness put together. And it was always a dream for me to to open a place like that. Well, I absolutely love your store. And as you know, like I'm kind of tiptoeing in this area and learning all about this, but the feeling in your store when you walk into your space, it's really an experience in itself. So bravo to you for creating this beautiful space and for you taking all your ideas and just making something really beautiful because it is, you just walk in and it's like, ah, you almost feel like you're getting a big welcome home hug. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It's, it's what the inside of my head looks like on the outside. (laughs) Well, you know what? You nailed it because I know you very well and your store is just an extension of you and it's really beautiful. And for our listeners, if you haven't checked out her store, go there. She has so many different things. Um, not just one. You could go in and spend like a, <laughs> such a long time looking at things. So go and check her out. Thank you. So you're into, you just said year three of your business. So you haven't been an entrepreneur your whole entire life. No, this is brand new for me. I always had that spirit though. It was so funny. I, it's like, I never mind it having a boss, but I just knew it wasn't a right fit for me either. And so, I mean, I was... 18 years old when I got my first work term at a financial firm. And that was it. Then for eight to 10 years later, I worked in a cubicle and it was not the right fit for me. My entrepreneur spirit was exploding, but I didn't have the confidence at that point to maybe recognize it or see that I could do it. So it's uh, it, it's been a, quite a journey from there. And a cubicle, God bless the people who can handle cubicles. They are a special people. And there are people that really thrive. But for me, it was, well, I always tell like my, the, my cheeks were burned from crying. Oh, that breaks my heart. So <laughs> how did you make that leap? Like what was that catalyst that made you go, okay, enough of this. This is not what I want. I'm slowly dying on the inside. What was the thing that helped you make that leap to go into something totally different? Like if you look at the two worlds, they were, you know, chalk and cheese. So how did you do that? Tell us a little bit about that. 
you know, what's really interesting is that that was a very long process because even though I left that job um, to go back to university, I went back to university to do the same thing. I went back into business. And I was like, what am I doing? And even as I was doing the courses, it was like, I'm, I'm working towards something I already had. And, but I, I still wanted the degree. Um, but I came out of, and with my uh, undergrad in business, and then I went back and did a master's in business. I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> but you know what? That was all part of the process. Um, when I got my master's in employment relations, that year was the year my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Right. And it just so happens that I was like, well, that's it. I'm going to take care of him. And I was blessed enough to have the opportunity that I didn't have to um, work full time or anything. What's funny is I went back to the old job like a couple times a week to help them out in between. Honest to God, punishment. <laughs> I did not know that part of your journey. Yeah, I did. I went back there and then I finally left there when I knew dad needed me full time. I couldn't even do the one or two days a week. And that gave me a whole different perspective. You know, it's uh, dad uh, was diagnosed in 2012 and then he passed in 2014. And when he passed, I said, well, you know, I know I, I'm not meant to go back into business. I'm meant to change or to help change lives in some way, in the way I can do it. Not that people in business don't do that. But for me, I knew I, I wouldn't shine my light in that field. So um, when he passed, I did start working at a, a retail store. And I loved it because it was like a health store. It was supplements and everything. And that was a good fit for me. And great people and everything. But again, I, I knew that I was meant to have my creativity like shine. So uh, that's, I left there and I took a little vacation. I went on two different trips. I visited Salem, Massachusetts, where the oh trials happened. Yes. Yeah. So that was unbelievable. And then the other trip I had a week later, I went to Milton, Ontario, and to visit the Esther, the farm, Esther, the Wonder Pig Farm Sanctuary. So I, that's, was it. When, after those two trips, I had my Salem witches, my magic, and my kindness. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to open a store and combine those two. So that's where the idea for the store was born. And it just about a year later, took us a year to write the business a proposal. And, uh, and we were very lucky. We had, there's so many resources. We, the YMCA helped us out, which, you know, I didn't even know was a possibility. And they would review our business plan, tell us what to change next. And then that was it. We set up looking for a place, got, got the loan, which I never thought was even going to happen either. Set up looking for a place. I wanted to be in Churchill Square so bad. Like I thought that was the epitome. And when, when that manifested, I was like, okay, anything's possible. <laughs> oh, I love that. There's so many yeah. things that I love about what you said. I do want to backtrack about a couple of things mm-hmm. you said, because I think there'd be some gold nuggets for our listeners. There was one thing that you said, like when you, you were in your uh, corporate job for how many years before you went back to school? Uh, almost nine. Do you mind me asking how old you were when you went back to school? Yeah. So I was 18 when I started there. I was 27 years old. Nice. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because how many people are listening who have started a career, right? Who are probably in their cubicles right now, crying, maybe hiding and listening to this podcast and, you know, wishing that they had that strength or that courage to go back to school. Like you were 27, your career was already set, but you knew something in deep inside that you had to change. So for somebody who's listening right now, who could be in that situation where you were, what advice could you give them? Take all the limits off yourself. Like whatever you can imagine, you can make happen. And if you need to start small, that's okay. Like uh, if you want to do like go and do one course just to explore how you feel about going back to school. But know that the universe is so there behind you with your dreams to make it happen. So you will be supported. Like everything that you worry about, like I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do for money? 
you know, this is so, you know, I'm so much older, even though now when I look back at 27, it's like, oh my God, a child, right? But I was so much older than all the other students. I felt like I stuck out and everything. But also at 27, you go in with a whole different viewpoint. Like you are there to work. And there's no wasting time. There's no, no you know, farting around, as I call it. Like you are there with a mission. You absolutely are. And even, even if you go back to school, it's like, oh, well, this didn't even feel right either. You are going, you're exploring all these paths. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to wonder, should I have gone back to school? Because you have, you tried it, even exactly. if it wasn't the right thing. When I look back at myself in my cubicle now, um, I know I didn't believe I could do it. I, I know, I, I know the feeling of knowing that it's not possible. This is where I am. This is where I'm stuck. And it's not true. It's just something that we say over and over and over again in our mind until we believe it. And it's an untruth. We can get out and you will be so rewarded for your effort. Absolutely. And I love that what you said about removing all the limits because the limits that we put on ourselves, we put them on ourselves, just we as do. you just said, right? Yeah. And if, if we say it enough, it becomes our identity and we're like, oh, this is just who I am now. Yeah. But it's challenging those thoughts because you can change your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. And the more you challenge your thoughts and go, well, wait a minute, then it opens up possibilities. And oftentimes when we try things, if you look at it like, oh my goodness, this is a failure, then once again, that's a limitation. It's not a failure. Maybe you had to go and do your master's and go that route in order to say, you know what, business world, not for me. No. So, but then you were able to take all those transferable skills and bring them to your business. <laughs> I mean, I have used so much, even from my days in my cubicle. Like I have taken what I learned there. I mean, everything comes with you and it becomes part of you in a beautiful way. I use all those skills all the time. It's incredible. And I think sometimes we get caught up in that title. Like I I just kind of had like a little flashback from my teaching days where I remember when I first wasn't able to teach, it was like, oh my goodness, I'm not a teacher anymore. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm still a teacher. It's just teaching in a different way. So it's not getting caught up in the label and where you physically are. Like you can take everything that you've learned, all of those skills, it's transferable, you know? It really is. And like, uh, so how I ended up at my, uh, my financial firm was that I went to copy college. I don't even know if you remember when copy college was here and I did a banking course and I, part of it at the end was doing this work term and I ended up doing the work term and then they, they asked me to come on board now, I mean, they were in the Bain Johnson building, the big mirrored building, you know, on the sixth floor with all the marble floors and everything. And my parents were like, you have made it. You made it. Why? Like, so, you know, not my dad, you know, he, he, he was always supportive of everything. And my mom was too. But, you know, it was still like, why would you leave that? Why would you leave that, Amanda? You know, because they worked so physically hurt in their jobs and I was working mentally hurt. So it was just a different part of you. Yeah. Right. I love that you said that. And it's sometimes it's hard for the people that you love, uh, see you do an untraditional path. But the beautiful thing is that, and I'm, I'm seeing this more on the podcast, like all the kick-ass women that are coming on this podcast and are saying, no, I'm not settling. I'm not going to fall into what society tells me I need to do. It's really a beautiful thing. And I think another beautiful thing about COVID is it's allowed people to explore doing things differently. Yes, it's so true. Right? So it's just, it's so cool to see people just doing and following their passions. And kudos to you for doing it as well. Thank you. (laughs) So back to your story. So after you went back to business school, how old were you when you started your business? This is only three years ago. So, uh, gosh, th- so that's right. So I'm 44 now. Um, so I was 40, 41 when I started my business. Freaking amazing. And the only reason, I don't normally ask people's age no, on the podcast, yeah. but I'm only doing that so people who are listening can go, you know what? Maybe they're saying to themselves, oh, I'm too old. This is just who I am. I can't change. Look at Amanda. <laughs> Look at what oh. she's done. You know what I mean? At the age of 41, she followed her passion. She opened her own store and you have not been happier. No. Oh my gosh. I'm so, look, when you own your own business, 
The only ceiling that you have is what you put in place. Like there really is no ceiling. There's no end to my, what I can be creative with, where I can go next, if I want to grow, what I want to bring in, you know, it's, it's limitless. And, and that's the great part too, is that like, now that I own the business, it's not that I've stopped here and it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm like, what am I going to do next? You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to study different things and bring different ideas into the store or, you know, God, God knows why. <laughs> no, I love that. And so I want to backtrack again because you said so yeah. many amazing things there. And I'm just thinking about our listeners, for those people who are listening and maybe going, oh my goodness, like I'm, I'm inspired by Amanda, but how do I get started? So you were talking about this burning desire that you knew deep down that I truly believe we all have, yeah. but a lot of people ignore it and cover it up and really do a good job of saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. So how did you step into your knowing that this wasn't for you? Yeah. And like, what were some of the steps that you might've taken to start your business? You know what I mean? Well, I think getting out of uh, the job that wasn't working for me, first of all, my mental health got so bad that it wasn't not a choice any longer. So I knew I had to go for my mental health. Starting my business, though, um, and I still have to do this every day. It ha- I have to start with my why every day. Your why pushes you forward. It is the reason that I I am. It, it's so every morning I'm like, why am I doing this? So why did I want to open the business? That was the big thing. And you can get really bogged down when you're writing your business report because it's like, oh my God, the, the things that you have to go through, the research, the um, the permits, the, you know, looking for a location, signing the lease, you can get really bogged down in all the wee but big steps that you have to take. So it really has to be about, you know what, set out your plan for the day and take care of those things. Don't get, you know, uh, bogged down with the, oh my God, what if for me, it was, I remember we had to install a sink. It was the biggest nightmare. I went down a rabbit hole with this sink. And even when I look at the sink in the store now, it's like, <laughs> it was like, we were ready to open. And they came in and said, well, you have to install a sink, a hand washing sink. And I was like, <laughs> but you know what? You just do it. You do it. You, it works out. Like keep your eye on the big picture. Do the little steps along the way. Don't get bogged down in all the little steps because the big picture will, it really will manifest. It absolutely will. Especially when you remember your why, when you start your day, it's like, why am I doing this? I love that. And as you know, like I do this with all my clients because you have to have something that's going to push you forward. Even though we're talking about the beautiful pieces of business and how it's made you so happy. I would be telling a whole lot of BS if I said that running a business is easy. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. But when you have this passion and when you have this why, it is the thing that pushes you. And that doesn't just mean just for a business, but for whatever goal that you are working on, you have to have something that's going to push you through the hard days. Showing up on the good days is easy. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I do that with every goal that I have and mine, and I think ours is very similar is my dad, you yeah. know, and having something that's going to really push me. And I, I joke with one of my coaching uh, programs that I've done. I used to have this vision of me having abs <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want it. And then when I dissected it and I was wondering why I wasn't trying, why I wasn't reaching that goal. It was, I really didn't want it. My why wasn't, wasn't enough, right? And I only share that because if somebody, if you're listening and you are struggling with a goal, ask yourself, number one, what is your why? And number two, is this your goal or somebody else's? Oh, that is a big thing. And I totally, the whole working out thing, I totally understand that. Now getting into shape for me is so personal. And I think that's, becomes more and more personal as I am getting older. Yes. But I totally, I remember back in 03 and I would be walking the track at Amon and I would be doing it not for me. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing it for many other reasons, like uh, to, to get noticed by something or to, to be able to talk 
to say I did this to someone or it just was not authentic at all. But now if I walk the track or if I go for a walk, oh, it's so for me. <laughs> and that's beautiful. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I think it's something that's not talked about a lot, mm. but it's like really sinking into what do you want? Take off, like literally put the blinders on, sit with yourself because the other thing is that our lives are so freaking busy. Like people don't know who they are or what they want. I know. Right. Like we're, we're just, we are totally preoccupied. People can't sit with themselves. They have to take it the phone, you know, just legit sit with yourself and really look at your goals and what it is that you want. Are your goals legit being pushed by societal pressures? Maybe you're watching commercials and there's like, Oh, you need to have this and this like, no, people are telling you that you need these things. It's not necessarily what you want. And it leads to, I think feeling very on like very empty and unhappy. Right. And that's going to trickle over if you're looking from a personal lens or business lens. If you were doing things for the wrong reasons, it's not going to work out. That is so true. The goal piece is so important. Yeah. My next question for you is, I know we just talked about the why and all these things. How important would you say mindset is in starting, running and growing your business? Oh, my gosh. It is everything. It is everything. We are so blessed that our business is here. Like after, you know, COVID, we had floods, we've had all kinds of different things happen in the store. And the mindset is everything to believe, to know that we will overcome it and to be grateful for little things. I had a, a business owner tell me this, and I was so grateful to her for it. She said, Amanda, you know what? We used to celebrate if we made $50 a day. Yes. And I was like, yes, I was, yes. So you know what? Now, if, if I happen to have a slow day and it's $50 a day, it's like, yeah, I've got that 50 in. Absolutely. My husband always laughs because if I have a slow day, I'm like, oh my God, it's all over. No. <laughs> and he's like, Amanda, we had a hugely busy day yesterday and he rolls his eyes and everything. So even my mindset, no matter where I am in business, everything, I still have to train myself to get back on track because I can, you know, still go down. It's like, this is it. This is all over. And, uh, but knowing it's not, and knowing, just knowing that it's so important. It changes everything. When you believe that things are going to work out, it's incredible. And I, here's a feng shui thing for you too. I cannot believe this, but if I'm having a slow day, and I do something in the store um, to prepare for people coming in. Like if I cut up stone cards or if I dust or if I do something, it will bring people in in droves. Or here's the thing. I'll move something that hasn't sold in, in like three months and I'll move it. And the next person to come in will buy it. That's energy. That is energy. So you can manifest, work towards your goal, even if you're having a hard time with it. I have goosebumps (laughs) and I love that you talked about that because I feel yes, it's becoming a little bit more mainstream now and people are using the word manifest, but this has been around for years. It's just called a different thing now. Like I remember as an athlete, I remember when I was in Taekwondo getting ready to train for a gold medal nationals. And I remember sitting in the corner with my eyes closed and my music on. And I was visualizing how that fight was going to go. Wow. Same thing with wrestling. I remember every time before a match, I would visualize myself winning or visualize. Now, does it always go as planned? No, but these things have been around for years, these techniques, these tools. Um, And it's so nice to hear people implementing these things because even if you want to look from it from a science-y perspective, it really is the power of the brain. And I encourage our listeners, if you're, you know, you're listening to this, we're not going to dive really deep into manifestation, but look up the science of manifestation and visualization, right? Like your body reacts according to your thoughts. So if you want to get really deep, if you can train your brain to look for success, you yeah. bet your bottom dollar, your body is going to react and act, act as if there's somebody who is successful. But if you have an, a mindset and if you are thinking you're going to lose and you're not going to do well, it's going to happen, right? So it there's it's energy, it's science, it's the, you know, the law of attraction, whatever you want to talk about. But, you know, it, it's such a powerful tool to have in your toolkit, I think. 
It's amazing. When we started a thing on our way to work, um, uh, when I do take a ride in with Wade, where we will count the Mercedes and BMWs and Audis on our way to work. And then all of a sudden, all you can see are BMWs, Mercedes and Audis. 100%. Because that's what you're focusing on. Yeah, so it's all about as our Tony says. As our Tony yeah, says, <laughs> where, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember doing my training with uh, my life coaching training with Tony Robbins, and I remember him talking about that. And it was around the time when I and I know some of my our listeners already heard the story, but um, I remember we were getting a new vehicle, and I am a Toyota fan, so we were getting the new Rav Four. Now, before I bought my RAV4, I did not see one in the city. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see them. But what do you think happened as soon as I bought my RAV4? You couldn't put your feet down for them. <laughs> they were everywhere. Now, just to be clear, everybody didn't just run and go buy RAV4s because I bought one. They were there the whole entire time, but my focus wasn't on it. Yeah. Right. It's almost like my husband too. my husband would say, Gina, have you seen this? I'm like, it's up there. Yeah. Blah, blah blah. It's not there. I go out. And where is it? It's right where I told him it was because he's not <laughs> expecting it to be there. That's he's it. looking somewhere else and maybe where he put it last time. So our brains are extraordinary and we don't give them enough credit. We don't. And, and you can take that further in that like that Mercedes or BMW RAV4, that, that's your dream. You just have to train your brain to focus and see it. Absolutely. And take the limits off that come when your ego sneaks in and says, oh, you can't have that. It's like, not today. Yes, I am. And keep moving forward. Like we, we, as powerful as our brain is, we believe it, but our thoughts are meant to keep us safe. So a lot of thoughts that are, um, that are going through our minds are repetitive thoughts. Number one. And number two, we think about 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And if that's on repeat, over and over, it becomes our identity. It becomes who we are. And, but the beautiful thing is we can change that, right? Yeah. Just got to want to. Um, so can we just talk a little bit further? So mindset obviously has been huge for you. Um, what is one tip that you would give our listeners to maybe enhance their mindset towards their business or in life? Doesn't have necessarily be in business. Yeah. Again, you know, it still has to be the why, you know, to absolutely start your day with your why. And all those things that we hear about how to take care of ourselves and self-care. Oh, my God. There is really something to that. <laughs> I, I have really understood now that the best way I can help the world is by absolutely 100 percent taking care of myself um, in a beautiful way. And all the desires and thoughts that I, what I want to manifest and concentrating on that, concentrate on my life because that people will be attracted to that light and they'll say, what are you doing and how can I do it? Absolutely. Um, You know, it's, it's okay. It's not selfish. Like you can a hundred percent concentrate on you and everyone in your life will benefit from that. It's the most beautiful gift you can give them. I agree 100%. And the more I have this conversation, because as you know, like I'm all about healthy rituals, healthy routines. I believe in this so deeply. Number one, because I had to go through it myself to realize what I was doing. But number two, I really stopped to go, where did this come from? Like, why are we so hell bent of people not taking care of themselves? Like it really, it's something that's, that really hurts my heart. Yeah. People just feel they have to give, 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 give to a point where they have nothing left. I think for me, uh, when I was doing that, it was um, it was a lack of not knowing my why. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, you're, you're just kind of out there. You're existing. You're, you're existing. Yeah. And the other thing was, it, I put my value on that. It's like the more I gave and the more I felt I gave and the more almost murdery I was, the more I felt that I, um, I was worthy. But it's so not true because that all hurt my heart and my body so much when you overgive because you're not giving from from a beautiful place. You're giving because you you think you have to or or some other reason. That is so true. And when I look back, I know you and I have had some really in-depth conversations around this. But when I look back at certain instances, I can now see where the people pleaser came from. I could now see why I felt I needed to be the person who fixed everything. 
And it really, in order for me to get past that, I really had to heal some wounds that I were carrying for quite some time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people try to just dive into self-care as in taking a bubble bath and doing other things, but not really allowing themselves to go, Whew, okay, maybe I need to dig deeper. It's not necessarily just about sitting down and jotting down and doing morning routine stuff. Yeah. It's really exploring your wounds, your pain. Yeah. And I know that that shit's uncomfortable. I get it. I totally get it. But the freedom that comes from working through that and then what's on the other side, like we both know because we've done so much work and we will continue to because it doesn't go away. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Yeah, right. it's a, it's kind of, and that's the other thing too. It's like, there's never a time in our life where I'm going to say like, ah, oh, okay, finally. finally. <laughs> yeah. Everything is really, oh wow, everything is amazing. I, I'm just sat on the mountaintop and everything and there's abundance and there's happiness and my wife's fulfilled and I'm just so wow. Um, that's not, that's not like, that's awesome. Of course, we're going to have feelings like that every once in a while, but life is about change and dealing with all, all the things that come along with it. And it's about thriving and still feeling like you're on that mountain, even when the challenges come up, you know, it's, it's, so it's keeping that, that inner, like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I know my why. Yeah, everything is going to be okay, even when things look icky. (laughs) I'm so glad that you brought that up because I feel that people, um, and this is just my opinion, of course, but we either are really bad or we're really good. And we don't talk about, I'm using air quotes, you can't see, but the balance, like it is okay to have bad days and good days and great days and low days. Like that is life. And I think we have to stop talking about the extremes. like. It doesn't just have to be all shitty all the time. You can, you can have shitty days and then have a good day. You can yeah. have something challenging happen, but still be grateful. Like, I feel that we're trying to take certain emotions out of a human experience. We're supposed to have all these emotions. <laughs> that is so true. And you just reminded me too about gratitude. That's another big one for me is that I feel guilty um, about like feeling tired now or um feeling worn out or anything because it's like I I'm I mix up gratitude with like I'm so grateful for the store and then I don't allow myself to say well uh, every time I say I'm tired I feel like but I'm so grateful you know it's like but it's okay gratitude and exhaustion it's okay to have both of those 100 percent just because I'm really tired and might be yeah, just really tired. That's that's the one that comes to me most. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not grateful for the story and all the experiences. Like we're still so it's everything's human. Human, yes. human body, human mind. <laughs> and you don't have to brush over that. Like it's okay for you to say, you know what, man, I'm tired today. Yeah. I think I just need to take some extra self-care. And those emotions and feelings are there to tell us something. Yes. You know, yeah. and I think we try to bypass that human experience and we're like, oh, I'm tired. Okay, no, moving on. I can't feel that. Got to be positive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's no. right. But I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> and that I truly believe that, yeah, you could be grateful and tired at the same time, but you have to honor your emotions, all of them. And it's not about just being positive all the time. I don't think that you should be in uh, one emotion, like for that long. Yeah. I just don't think it's, you, you know, if you are, you're doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And you know, life is meant to be experienced and to have the highs, to have the lows and not that you have to have the lows to appreciate the highs, but it gives you that, that different spectrum of, it does. of the highs. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like some days when I'm in chronic pain, I'm like, you know what, this sucks. Like it's hard yeah. to find the gratitude. I don't want the, I don't, those people who are listening, I don't want you to think that, gratitude comes easy or, you know, looking at the positive comes easy. Um, but it's allowing yourself to not stay stuck in these feelings of anger or sadness for too long, you know, feel it all. Absolutely. Feel it all. That's exactly right. And you don't have to, uh, like, yeah, when I say it out loud, I'm tired. It's like every time I say tired, I, I always have to uh, follow it up with, but you know, but I'm this, you know, because I feel yeah. guilty, and it, yeah. you don't need to feel guilty. You can no. you can be tired. 
And a more productive thing there, I think, would be I'm tired. Okay, why am I tired? Have I neglected yeah. myself today? Like, have I drank yeah. enough water? Like, yes. I think those emotions are there to, it's almost like a warning sign. Like, hey, Amanda, totally. I'm really tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it kind of. Exactly. And if you suppress that and you keep being tired, oh, I'm grateful. I'm tired. I'm grateful. You're going to burn out. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's what I'm learning now. And yeah. water. I have no idea water makes such a big difference. My my body's been crying for water for years. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) It is. And I notice a difference in my mental clarity and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I want to ask you a couple different questions. Um, So what would you say is the biggest lesson that you have learned as an entrepreneur? Oh, there's two. Um, One is that all the little steps will come together to create your dream. So... Do the, all the little steps. Don't get overwhelmed by them. They will absolutely come together for the big picture. Um, and the other one is that there's no ceiling. The biggest lesson is there's no ceiling. Like I am my limitation now. So it's um, believing in what I want to do next and what I, you know, everything is possible. Yes. Oh, yeah. what two great tricks <laughs> for our listeners. So if you're listening, keep that in mind as you move forward. Have your vision, take inspired steps every single day, yeah. and you are your limit. And I think yeah. that business or not, I truly believe that that is such a powerful statement because we are. We are the only people that get into our way. Yeah. Um, if there's an obstacle, it's up to you how you navigate around it. If things go down to shutter, it's up to you how you handle that situation. So beautiful, beautiful advice. Um, The next question is a little bit deep. And um, I know you've kind of alluded to it already. But once again, something that we both have in common is that we both lost our fathers to cancer. Yeah. And I feel that for me, before that uh, experience, I was a different person. I looked at life very differently. I would love to hear how that experience changed you and how you didn't let probably one of the hardest things in your life hold you back from going for what you wanted. Because once again, when something like that happens, it can either bring you down or push you forward. You know what I mean? So can you talk about the change that I guess you went through after that experience? Absolutely. So losing dad was um, my biggest fear coming true. So it was absolutely, it's the thing I feared most as a little girl right up until the day he passed. I just could not imagine my life without him. He was my everything, my best friend. He was, he was it for me. And then on top of that, to have to see him decline, you know, and to be, have to be like his legs at some points and and his, his arms and to hold him up. I mean, my, my big, beautiful, masculine, muscular dad, it, it was the most heartbreaking thing I have ever, 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 and, and will ever experience in my life. So I didn't have any fear after he left. That was my biggest fear. Oh. Yeah, that was my biggest fear. So I've seen it now. I've survived it. And now I, dad was so full of life too. He just believed there's nothing that I couldn't have done that he wouldn't have supported. Oh. He, you know, I said, I'm going to do the feng shui course. He's like, that's awesome. You could start a whole business with that. If I would have said, dad, I'm going to make balloon animals. He'd be like, awesome. I want a balloon animal. He's like, there's nothing. There's nothing he wouldn't have supported in my life. And so I have to honor him now. I like, I want to be the person that he would be so proud of. And he would have loved the store. He would have been at the store all the time. Um, and I know, and I know he is. And there's no doubt that he's looking down and super proud of what, not only what you've accomplished. I mean, that is great too, but just who you are as a human being, like everybody who hears your name, they light up when they talk uh-huh. about you. You seriously are one of the most beautiful humans that I've ever met. Um, so he would, he's there up there with a big old smile on his face. I guarantee you that. <laughs> well, thank you. The greatest compliment anyone gives me that knows dad is like, oh my God, you're just like your father. So oh. that's, you know, I, that, I'm that way because of him. And do you ever, um, like when you think about like what happened in that situation, do you use that to help push you forward? in a way of like, you know what, um, I'm doing this because I know that life is short and time is precious. 
Absolutely. Like, you know, it's, we just don't know, but you, you can't, you can't live with the uncertainty. You have to live as if everything is going to be well, but with that enthusiasm that, um, that you don't, that you don't know yet. You have to like, really, yeah. we really don't know. So follow your dreams right now. Exactly. Don't wait. <laughs> don't, don't yeah. wait. Don't wait. Absolutely. Like I know dad waited uh, to do things till he retired and then he only lived, I don't know, six months or something after he retired. Some ridiculous amount. Our stories are, are so similar. And I know you've heard me say this and some of my listeners have too, but um, dad, same thing his whole life. When I retire, I'm going to, when I retire, I'm going to in 59. Oh. Right. And on the days that I don't want to show up, because let's be real, there's some days I'm like, oh my God, do I really have yeah. to, you know, but it's like, no, like you, you don't know when your time is, you don't know when your day is going to be here. And that doesn't mean feet down, run on hustling every day, but it means not wasting my time away on Netflix all day. That doesn't mean I don't watch movies, by the way. I hear you. <laughs> but it's like, it, what do I want to spend my time doing? Like, how is this going to be beneficial for me as a person? And some days the answer is, you know what? Sit down and watch a movie, Gina. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I don't want to do that every single day, you know? So it's just making sure that I that this thing called life that we're living is not lost on me and the fact that it can be taken tomorrow, you know? Yeah, and, it really can. And, and um, the experience I, uh, with dad, I bring into the store a lot because I have people come in all the time who want to uh, buy a stone because someone they know just got cancer. What, what could, what could bring them comfort? What could help them? And um, I, I, this was even before I was into anything really metaphysical, but when dad was sick, I remember looking at the moon and this was the very first time I ever made a connection. And when the moon was getting brighter, I used to picture his immunity getting stronger. And when the moon would fade and get smaller, I would picture the cancer dying. And it was the first time I ever made the connection of the moon (laughs) grows and the moon, the light of the moon, of course. Right. And in a situation that I felt powerless, I I felt like I was doing something. And and that that was uh, manifesting, you know, I was trying to manifest him well with the moon. (laughs) Absolutely. That is so beautiful. I really love that. So based on you've had quite a, you know, it's a story, you have such a story for your life. Like there's so many ups and downs and beautiful things. Um, But the woman that's looking at me today, what would you tell your younger self if you could tell her one thing? Oh my goodness. That she is... She's not what she was told she is, that she is not that little girl in elementary school, like who, you know, I was bullied and all those things, of course, and, and really went through a hard time. But I'm, I'm not that you you are going to grow up and be incredible and, and a business owner and do podcasts with amazing people and to believe you can do it. Uh, that is such a really important message that I hope all of our listeners can take on. If you have a daughter, if you have a, you know, a child, like get that message to them. I just remember so many times in my life when I was told things that I believed as a truth. And I wish to God, same thing as you, that somebody would have told me that that's not true. Like these are only thoughts and beliefs that people are putting on you and you get to choose. Ah, such a powerful message. Really, really powerful. Oh, got a little bit of goosebumps. I just got a little bit teary-eyed, Amanda. (laughs) It is so true. I'll even give you an example. Um, And I don't, I don't know if I've ever shared this with anyone, but I remember when I was a very little girl, I was very tall. I was very, I was 5'10 in grade five. So when I was 10 years old, I was like very tall. And I remember someone gave me a book called Sarah Plain and Tall. And I thought until I was 40 years old that I was plain and tall. Oh my God. You have nothing, nothing, but like, that's not even close to who you are. But I never even imagined in a million years that I was anything different because it was just so part of my belief system that I didn't even know how much do we believe that's not true. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is that when people use their words to insult you, it's really hard to differentiate unless somebody can help you navigate that, that that is not true. Like 
Yeah. I know we use the sticks and stones might break my bones, but names yeah. will never hurt me, but they do hurt you. <laughs> they do. And sometimes you don't even know, uh, well, you, your essence knows, but it so comes so naturally that this is something you've been told for so yeah. long that, yeah. yeah, it's just like, it's like the sky is blue and yeah, you're playing tall. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? And it, it's this, you know, it is conditioning. It's, you know, you're the product of your environment. And, you know, I just remember some of my students, too, just to see the, the diversity that you could have in one classroom, all from the same area of town, and how children can have so many different beliefs about themselves, how some children can be confident. But I encourage all the listeners that I guarantee you, as we're talking about this, you have a thought about yourself that you can probably rehearse right now. I have one. Amanda has one. There may yeah. be several. But I really encourage you to challenge that and to remind yourself that those are not your thoughts. And if you've never heard of this inner child work, it can really do wonders in terms of healing your heart, your pain and your trauma. So maybe seek out somebody who can help you with that. But even just start with the journey of I am not those thoughts. They are not mine. And one of the things that I often recommend that when you have and these are called like limiting beliefs about yourself. They're called so many things, as you know, Amanda. But the first thing that I encourage you to do is go factor fiction. Is this true? Yeah. And a lot of times we might go, yeah, of course it's true. Because you yeah. know, Aunt Johnny or Aunt Johnny, Aunt Joan down the road, you know, said I was this. So of course it had to be true. But no, and even then take it a step further. Like, is this useful? Like, is this, nice. you know, how is this helping me? Is it hurting me? Or is it, you know, bringing me closer to who I want to be? And is it kind? Yes. Oh, that's a big one. Is it kind? Like, are the things that I'm saying to myself kind? If not, then we got to work with it, right? Um, As you know, I'm just so big on this mindset stuff because it really is the indicator of success in terms of who you want to be and what you want to achieve, how you move forward in life, how you navigate. Like, it legit is the piece that is the game changer. Yes. Yes. No. So, uh, okay. So I'm going to ask you one more question. Then we're going to dive into the fun part. Um, What would you say is one of the most influential things that helped you grow your business? Oh, let's see. Influential. Well, you. I worked with Gina. She's incredible. It made all the difference. And I can't wait to work with you again. Gina. Um, no, again, it go. It really does go back again to my why. It's it's still remembering because sometimes you can wake up and uh, it was only last month that I was working seven days a week, and you walk into your business and you're like, oh, even though I love it, it's like I'm I'm tired. But then it's like, no, nope, why are we doing this? And I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Just like that. So my, the most influential is is just remembering your why. And then taking the actions to match your why too, yes. you know, because I, right. Cause some people are like, Oh, this is my why. And then they're like, why isn't it coming true? But it has to be combined with that inspired action, you know? Absolutely. Um, and you have a strong community. I want to talk about your community that you're creating. Cause I'm so freaking proud of you of everything that you've accomplished. And you just continue to amaze me as you just keep going for it. So I didn't want to end this podcast without you talking about community because I truly believe that who you surround yourself is once again, one of those things that are going to either push you to the top or it's going to help bring you down. Right. So can you just take a moment and explain what this community is that you're creating and how they can find you there? Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm so blessed because I've I've got this whole new family. It's my Emporium family. It's so exciting. And it, it ranges from like all ages, all, all types of people. And they come into this store and I'm so blessed to hear them say, oh, I, now I can relax because I'm here. And I think it's just the energy. What I wanted to create with the store was it's like, you get to take, or if you if you want to purchase something, that's great. You get to purchase something that lights you up, that maybe changes your perspective of something, that maybe brightens your day the next day when you see it. And that's what I wanted to create. Or if you just want to come in too and just feel the energy for a little while, that's amazing too. It's like, I just want to create a community of people who feel better, better about themselves. And like, so like I said, we have um, the tarot cards and the oracle cards. So we have a little witchy side, of course, but that, that, 
that's a label. You can be anyone at all to come into the store. And just if you want to start with tarot or oracle or a stone, or I got all kinds of like giftware and and just things to um, to help you manifest. There's there's no limit. All kinds of books because that's my that's my thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so community of, of feeling good. <laughs> and you do that so well. And I do feel like when you walk into your store, there are, there are no labels. And I'm glad you brought that, but that's not what I was looking for. Oh, where are you? You have a new initiative that you are doing ah. outside that is growing a different community where you are empowering so many people to show up authentically. So I want you to share that with our listeners. Oh, that part. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Silver Sparkle and Grace, where I am uh, posting about going gray. And I'm not, I've ditched the dye. And uh, so I'm showing off my, my silvers and I love them. They're like free highlights. I'm beautiful. Saving, I'm saving a fortune. And you know what? I'm really starting to feel so much better about myself because I see, I don't see the little girl in the mirror um, who was playing tall. I see a woman, a grown woman uh, when I look in the mirror. So I love my little sparkles and there is a huge community. Yeah. Silver sisters. Um, These women are incredible. Like they are, you know, they're supporting each other and every once in a while you'll get someone who will say something negative and all the women will be like, no, my God, you're gorgeous, you know? And and it's absolutely, it's all over the world that all these women are just letting their hair go grow naturally gray. If if they feel like that's right for them, you know, yeah. that's the other thing. They're like totally supportive of anyone who wants to continue to dye their hair too. But it's just, oh my gosh, it's so empowering. But even a step from that, because I know like the silver piece is, I guess, the connecting factor for everybody. But even take that a step further. I feel that this community allows you to just be yourself. You know, when you are truly your authentic self, where you can embrace it and you just show up as yourself and what you are doing, it just allows you to have this ripple effect on all other humans who might have been maybe hiding behind certain things. They're seeing you go for it. They're seeing you go, you know what? This is so uncomfortable, but I'm doing it anyway. Then that gives them permission to do the same. And the reason why I really wanted to bring this up, because I guarantee you, some of our listeners have this idea on their heart, because I know when we started working together, this idea was on your heart and we got it into the world. And it's like, there's so many people who have these fantastic ideas on their hearts and they're keeping it inside. Maybe it's a fear of being judged. Maybe it's a fear of not knowing how to go about it. But man, do the damn thing. Oh my goodness. It's incredible. The people like sharing, I'm going to share a little story that I think is, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's not a big deal, but then you'll get people are like, oh my goodness, that made a big difference to me. Just hearing that you also felt that way. So it's really, oh, do it, do it. You're changing the world when you do it. You're supporting people when you do it. And all you have to do is be you. Yep. That's it. Like, do what other people are doing. Just legit. No. That fire in your belly was placed in your belly for a reason. Absolutely. Go do it. And <laughs> don't think it's small or like who wants to see this or who wants to know if I'm reading this book or drinking this amount of water. No, people, it's encouraging. It's it's amazing yeah. to see this. We we do want to see your life. And you have no idea who you are inspiring, like, and don't get caught up in the metrics, who's liking your shit and all that kind of stuff. That is not a good indicator of who you're impacting. If you lead with impact and you know what, even if one person is getting something from this then it's worth it, you know? So just, I really want to bring that up because I just feel it's so important for people to follow through on these ideas. And it's so like every woman that I talk to when they have an idea, same thing with you, when you talk about it, you get giddy about it. And you're like, I need, like, this is my idea. I'm super excited. (laughs) And the fear or something holds them back. So try not to let that fear hold you back. Lead with that love, that energy, that excitement, and don't hold those gifts to yourself. The world needs them. Yep, they absolutely do. Your light is needed. Yes. And we need more people living their truths rather than people just slamming them and shoving themselves in a box and just trying to be like everybody else. You're not meant to be like everybody else. You're meant no. to dash your superpower. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm on a soapbox here. This one, <laughs> I could talk to you forever. I just love it. Um, okay. So what I want to do now, of course, is I want to do our rapid fire questions. Woo! So as you know, I get super excited over these. So all it is, is the first thing that comes to your mind. You have to say it. Okay. Bring it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ugh, bring it. Okay. Here we go. Who was your favorite spice girl? Oh, um, sporty. <laughs> Nachos or tacos? Tacos. A nickname you used to have or still have? Oh my God. My dad used to call me Fred. <laughs> oh, how sweet. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? Oh, that's a good question. I think it would be the 50s. I always wanted a poodle skirt. <laughs> you would rock a poodle skirt. <laughs> Your favorite Harry Potter character? Oh my gosh, I love Snape. And it's because my husband does the most amazing impression of him. <laughs> I'm going to need to hear that. <laughs> sunrise or sunset? Oh, um, sunrise. What's your favorite go-to order from your favorite restaurant? I think I know this one. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Vegan, uh, vegan, butter chicken, vegan butter chicken. Because I am plant-based and I love that stuff so much. <laughs> and you can say where you get it from because it was amazing. Oh, yeah, NJ's in Churchill Square. They are absolutely incredible. To die for. Short, uh, short little story. Um, I bought Amanda one day some uh, vegan butter chicken. I went over, I put her order in, got it. It smelled so good. I delivered Amanda's one back and I got my own and it was amazing. <laughs> what is your go-to pump me up song if you need something to kind of get you in a good mood? Okay, <laughs> so I have two. It's I love rock and roll and um, uh, which is so corny, but you know, I love it because of Tony. Yeah. And, I love the song, um, You and Me, Baby Ain't Nothing But Mammals. Do you remember that song? Oh, my God. Yes. Hold on. Yes. Oh, my God. You and Me, Baby Ain't Nothing. I love that one. I usually make up my own lyrics, so I won't go any further. <laughs> I love it. I use that song when I'm planking in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, if you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Okay, that would be performing in the car. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Are you a dance queen? I can dance and sing in the car like no one else. I would definitely win the medal. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I think that would be to fly because I love to travel. Me too. Texting or talking? Texting. Morning or night person? Morning. If you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Ooh. Um... Bubbly, kind, and sober. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. If you were stranded on a tropical island and you had all the necessities, you had sunscreen and sunglasses, what are two things you would need to bring with you? A book. Uh, a book for sure. And what would be another one? Probably my teddy bear. <laughs> oh, are you a snuggler? <laughs> I love it. Uh, climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug on purpose? No. <laughs> are, you, are you spontaneous or do you like to plan things out? I like to plan things. And would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. And this one's a little bit more serious, but what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier in life? <sighs> piece of advice I've ever gotten that I wish you knew earlier. Oh, courage over comfort. And that came, that came from you, Gina. Courage over comfort. It, that's one of the ones, and I believe Brene Brown wrote that one. That's not a Gina original, but uh, one of the, that, I use that one all the freaking time. Yeah. Like all the time. It, it is a gooder, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been absolutely amazing. And I know our listeners are going to be running to try and find you and come to your store. Yay. Can you tell our listeners how they can find you both in person and on the internet? I'm at the Natural Emporium in Churchill Square. We're right next to Alpine Country Lodge in the square. Um, are, we are on Facebook, Natural, the Natural Emporium, Instagram, Emporium on the Square. Um, and you can find me and my hair, gray hair journey at uh, Silver, Sparkle and Grace.
Oh, that's amazing. This has been so fantastic to have you. And before we go, do you have one last gold nugget for our listeners to maybe help them with their day and put a pep in their step? Let me see. Um, Start now. Start now. You can do it. Like, and it can be the smallest step in the world that it would seem like, but it's huge. Just start. You, You can start. Your dream is there. It's just like looking for the Mercedes. You will find it. You just have to start looking for it. You just have to start. I couldn't agree more. Even if you're scared, even if you feel not, you're not ready, even if you feel like there's so many obstacles in your way, start anyway. Absolutely. Oh, Amanda, this has been amazing. I'm so happy you came on the show. I'm just so proud of you, of everything that you've done. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for everything. Oh, you're amazing. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you for keeping it real with us today. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative reel is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well, and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day, and thanks for keeping it real.